What's going on, fellas? What's going on? What's going down? Welcome to another episode of Nonfiction with Jonathan Soul. Wanted to hip y'all to some headlines that caught my eye. Uh, first, uh, let me talk a little bit of economic related news. Let's see here. I, I say economics because I think this is an economic indicator. All right. The D.C. City Council is holding a hearing on the legalization of prostitution in Washington, D.O.C. Can you believe that shit? Now, the first thing that cut me is like, why now? So I'm looking at the bill. You know, they had a little article. I saw like a little opinion piece or whatever. And uh, let me just pull it up right quick. I'm looking at the bill. And you know how tricky, um, you know, some of these, uh, the language can be, right? So the title of the bill is always something benign. Like the, we want everybody to be happy Bill of America. And it'll be about, you know, like, make it illegal to kill people or something so so with this bill it's uh let's see here it is the community safety and health amendment act of 2019 that sounds pretty benign right okay and i'm looking at trackbill.com let's see here get to the juice of it council member charles allen chairperson of the committee of on the judiciary and public safety all right, so going to the gist. Let's see, on Thursday, October 17th, 2019, Councilman Charles Allen, chairperson of the committee, blah, 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 will convene a public hearing on Bill 230318 or 23-0318, uh, the, uh, let's see, Community Safety and Health Amendment, blah, 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 uh, hearing to take place. In okay, so stated purpose of B for Bill 23 uh, 0318 is to amend the act for the suppression of prostitution in the District of Columbia. They want to amend the act that suppresses prostitution in the District of Columbia. Now, y'all who don't live in the area, y'all don't know, but I would say 10 years ago, you would drive down New York Avenue, which was a long stretch of road that led from like the downtown D.C. to the more residential areas of dc it was like a freak show you would see prostitutes from all over the country uh go there uh you would see like the high heel the glass heels the ass out it'd be cold sometimes you would see a lot of um virginia license plates i'll say uh you say well you know well i i used to freelance and stuff back then and work for myself whatever or unemployed and um and i'd be driving back and forth with friends or colleagues or whatever late at night and we would see this it'll be mad traffic it got to the point where back then there was even i think i don't know if it was in virginia but they would like the cops would like take pictures of your license plate put your name in a paper on this list of people that was caught soliciting so it was like a whole big thing and then there was another part of dc that he moved to uh, they drove him, you know, it was just a thing. I, but let's put it like this. There was one gig that I had where I would have to arrive at work at like six o'clock in the morning and the sex workers was just getting off work. And, <laughs> and one time I seen a sex worker, I swear on, I swear that she looked like she was six foot six, tall, broad shouldered. Looked like she looked like she looked big, and she had a and she was dressed in a, she big shoulders, big face, 
big hands, very tall, tall like her waist was at the cat was at the 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 uh, around the lid of the cab where she was about to get into, and she had a little white dog with her, like a, one of them little white dogs you could put in a purse kind of dog. I was like, oh, I felt sorry for the dog. <laughs> I was like, what is the dog supposed to do? You know what I mean? But anyway, so getting back to the story. Um, now remember, this is supposed to be like public safety and health or some shit like that. And so let me let me just read into a little bit more here. Let me see here. <clears throat> the purpose of da, 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 da. Okay, so it's supposed to amend the act of suppression of prostitution, District of Columbia, to amend an act in retaliation, or I'm sorry, retaliation, in relation to pandering to define and prohibit the same and provide for the punishment thereof to remove certain criminal penalties uh, for engaging in sex work in order to promote health and safety. So basically they're saying we're not going to arrest them to promote health and safety. How? See how the trick, this is what I call tricknology. How does that help promote health and safety if you're just not arresting the sex workers? Now, if you said, uh, well, we're going to provide them health care or we're going to set up some kind of clinic or something like that, I could dig it. I'm not even against um, legalization of that. I'm not even. As a matter of fact, I did a show a long time ago called Tricknology where I actually had a woman on the show who was trying to unionize sex workers in different places. That people are always going to do that kind of thing, just like people are always going to do drugs. So it's better to legalize it, to keep people from, you know, getting locked up or whatever. But just, in my opinion, zone it off. You know, Don't let it be near schools, obviously. Don't let minors deal with the thing. It should be adults, consenting adults, the whole thing, that kind of thing. But, but my question is, why now? Is there something going on in D.C. that we don't know about? What's what's going on here? Uh, let me try. Uh, and so then it goes on to talk about repealing and all sorts of kind of stuff. So I just thought that was interesting. I said that's a I say that's an economic indicator. Say so why is that? Because DC, if you're doing this in DC, it's because it's a high profile. If you got if you did this in butt scratch Wisconsin, nobody would give a damn. But you're doing it in DC underneath Trump and Pence, you trying to make a statement. You follow me? Is something else going on here. All right, let me go more into my economic stuff. Okay, let's see. Trump's USDA uh, wants to cut uh, free or reduce school meal programs. Okay, uh, this, uh, this article came from the cbsnews.gov uh, website. Uh, Trump is tightening the eligibility requirements for the SNAP program. SNAP is a supplementary, the supplemental nutrition assistance program. So that's food stamps, other kinds of subsidies to help you eat so you won't die. Okay, for people on on public assistance. Um, According to reporting at the CBS on CBS uh, News, nearly three uh, million people could lose access to food stamps. And of that number, one million children. Uh, Trump's uh, USDA proposal, so it's still in a proposal stage, uh, he proposes to cut $9 million from the annual budget for school lunch and breakfast programs. SNAP participants 
automatically are eligible for free or reduced breakfast and lunch. I had that when I was coming up. I'm going to front. I had a reduced lunch and I think it was one was reduced and one was free. I think it was free breakfast and reduced lunch. We paid like a nickel. Now I'm 51. So obviously for some of y'all young people, that seems like a hundred years ago, but people still doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like people still, you know what I'm saying? And the reason why people get on those programs is because they need to. Now, granted, there may be some people that say, you know what I mean? But I'll be honest with you. I'm amazed at the number of kids that are skipping school and going out and buying lunch. Now, I've only seen that in, in, in high school or whatever. The point is, you just made permanent a tax, a tax break for wealthy people. But you couldn't... See, that's why I can't get... That's, that's why... That's why. When you look at politics, when I look at politics, when we look at politics, as we we in the same boat. I'm not one of those, you know, podcasters that yell from the mountaintop. No, we in the same boat family. When we look at when we look at things like this, it's hard to become a partisan kind of person because they fucked up. How are you going to cut benefits from poor children? That's the most vulnerable people in the society. You got people marching in the streets for people who illegally cross the border or people who illegally stay once their H-1B visa. You you got advocates for them. I don't hear nobody for the kids. So that's why I can't get behind the whole Republican thing per se because I know they got this bullshit with them. You know, but, you know, just just keep that in mind. So if you got somebody in your family or you yourself, your kids, whatever, keep that in mind. Okay, let's keep on talking about food. This is another one on the other end of the economic spectrum. Amazon is shipping stale food. Now, have I ever bought food from Amazon? Hell no. (laughs) No, that's not true. That's not true. When my kid was in college, I used to buy her. They Amazon has these boxes where it's like potato chips and, and, and cashews and all kind of shit. I used to buy those center bottled water, that kind of thing. All right, so let's get to the story. This was also in CNBC. Uh, I kind of write my own little summaries of it or whatever. Uh, long story short, expired food is being sold to customers via third parties over Amazon.com. Uh, let's see, the article was in uh, CNBC. Okay, CNBC.com. Uh, items such as baby formula, coffee creamer, beef jerky, and other uh, food items uh, were arriving to customers past their expiration date. And there are photos of expired food on this CNBC article. So uh, I I didn't know Doritos could expire. I was like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I didn't think beef jerky could expire. But anyway, just be careful. I, I kind of think that, but see, here's the thing. Amazon bought Whole Foods, didn't it? Amazon started taking EBT, didn't it? Hmm. I don't know. You know, here's another Amazon article, and then I'm going to say something that probably a lot of people have been thinking. People are dropping dead on Amazon's warehouse floor. Two articles, both in theguardian.com. 
Uh, let's see here. Reports that a 45, a 48 year old man died of a heart attack on Amazon uh, warehouse on an Amazon warehouse floor. Didn't give the address, as I recall. Uh, if it did, I didn't recall it. He collapsed and was left on the floor unattended for about 20 minutes before, you know, Amazon in-house first responders attended to him. Uh, he was informed, uh, his brother was informed by uh, HR that uh, he died in the hospital of a heart attack. Uh, uh, let's see here. Amazon has been placed on a National Council for Occupational Safety and Health 2019 Dirty Dozen list for the most dangerous employers in the United States. I'm really starting to reconsider ordering stuff from Amazon because to me, Amazon looks and feels like a straight up plantation with slaves and all. And you say, oh, they're not slaves. They, there you go. You got to be careful when you separate yourself from, you know what I mean? The folk who work there uh, work in there because they're desperate. Nobody grows up and say, gee whiz, when I grew up, I want to work on it in an Amazon warehouse being treated like a goddamn robot. Because you know they, they're doing the same work that some robots are doing. In the article, he talked about how his brother would, had put the wrong box in the wrong slot uh, a couple of days before, and immediately... The supervisors ran up on, on him on the floor and was talking to him about it. But the next day, a couple of days later, he dropped dead. You know, he had a heart and, and he was left on the floor for 20 minutes like a goddamn package. I'm really starting to reconsider. I go to the mall so infrequently that every time I go there, the stores change. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, there wasn't the Best Buy here before. You know what I mean? There wasn't the, oh, that store closed. You know, that kind of thing. But I'm starting to feel bad, like I'm participating. I'm, you know, I'm in concert with the enemy. That convenience is a, is a bitch. You, you know what I mean? All right. So, but let me hit y'all with this. Let me hit y'all with the weather. I look for uh, this. I look for the cities with the highest African American population. So here's the weather. All right for this week, and this is the week of click click. Uh, October 20th, 2019, uh, Detroit, Michigan. It's going to be in the 50s, rain off and on until Sunday. Jackson, Mississippi, M-I-S-S-I-S-I-P-P-I. -I, I still remember that. Uh, 70s most of the week with thunderstorms hiding in the bushes. Let's see here. Miami Gardens, Florida. It's going to be 80s, 90s with a possibility of rain later on in the week. Uh, Birmingham, uh, Alabama. Uh, high 60s with possible storms. Let's see here. Baltimore and D.C. pretty much uh, the same thing. Uh, high uh, uh, high 60s, possible rain, but no storms expected. So keep a uh, umbrella on your person. Uh, let's see here. New Orleans, Louisiana, high 70s, possible storms here and there. And uh, let's see here. Savannah, Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, let's say that Montgomery, Alabama, uh, high 70s. Uh, Y'all may catch a thunderstorm this week. And Savannah, Georgia, high 70s. Keep an umbrella in your backpack or purse. Uh, this is Jonathan Soul, jonathansoul.com. Normally, I interview comic book creators and I review comic books that I want you to add to your collection or give to your son, your daughter, or your nephew to read. 
I want to encourage young people to read because for you to be competitive in this society, you got to have something on your brain and you got to read a lot. You know what I mean? If it wasn't, you just got, that's just the way it is. You got to read. You can't watch videos all the time. You can't, you gotta, you gotta fucking read and you gotta get the kids to read early. And the easiest way I know to get kids to read is two things. One, get them a comic book with black people in it by black people. So they won't be a sidekick or some foolishness like that and sit down and read it with them. And then they'll, they'll start to build that habit and that'll help them going forward in life because we're in a, a second golden age of the internet where so much of what you need to make a decent living in terms of knowledge is free online. It's free on YouTube or it's 10 bucks on Udemy. Or you, you follow me? It's, it's, it's just, it's just so much that's free. There's forums, there's, you know, shit, even Docker or, or VMware, all these different, even Amazon, they offering you free shit that you could use to build skills that people are willing to pay money for in the marketplace. But you got to read. And so one of the ways you can encourage reading, you know, with yourself or, or with the kids is comics. So this is what I call nonfiction because I'm talking about I'm talking about the the heavy shit. All right, JavaSoul Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at J O H N A T H A N S O U L on Instagram and Twitter and SoundCloud, and I think that's it. All right, love you guys. Peace.